Welcome along to season eight of the Make Life Work podcast. I am Cy Jobling, side project hustler for over two decades, whilst being a father of two and full-time engineering manager. This podcast is all about finding a balance between life, work, and any side projects. So I invite along people from around tech to talk about some of the projects they've delivered and the techniques they might use to do so. This week, we've invited back Mr. Dom Hodgson, a regular on this podcast, with it being his third appearance. Dom is such an inspiration when it comes to delivering side projects and in rapid succession, whilst balancing time with his family. He's also reached a significant milestone with a recent running achievement and ready to launch a brand new side project for showgoers. This is Making Dress Circle with Dom Hodgson. So welcome along, Dom. How are you doing, mate? I'm very good, mate. It is a pleasure to be back on this auspicious podcast. Uh, world-renowned. World-renowned, is it? <laughs> I mean, you've got downloads from other countries, haven't you? A few, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Take it, mate. Take it. World I'll claim famous. that. Yeah, world-famous make love work. Excellent. I'll tell you that. Exactly. <laughs> How are you, though, mate? How has things been going? Things are good. It's been a it's been a bumpy year and a half, but we are we're in, we're on a good path at the moment. There's lots of exciting things happening. Um, we were just saying like it's been two years since I've been on the podcast, and yep. so much in my life has changed, and well, so much in everybody's life has changed. But um, yeah, we've got some got some exciting projects, and we're we are we're about to launch some cool stuff. Excellent. So let's rewind a little bit then. So May 2020, I think it was when we spoke last. Yep. And that was around your running project, as it were. So, what, what have you been up to since then? So, um, so last time that we spoke, well, we'll, we'll do, we'll do, we'll, 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 we'll cut off the running bit to start off with. So, for the past five, six years, I've been doing run.run, which is me doing running for a, an organization called Mine House Children's Hospice in Leeds. And I had a target in mind that I wanted to raise £50,000 for them. And we passed that last year, which was brilliant. And then there's always been this, like, every year I've always added a little bit on to what I did. So we started off doing one half marathon, then we did two, then we did five, and then we did 25. Yeah, last year I did 26 half marathons. And then I wanted to end it doing something silly. And there's this thing in Disney World called the Dopey, which is where you do a 5K, then the next day you do a 10K, then the next day you do a half marathon, and then the next day you do a full marathon. And, like, I, when you first hear of that, you think, that is ridiculous. Why would I ever want to do that? And yep. then you're like, do you know what? Let's do it once. And so I signed up for it. And you, you sign up in April. So actually next month people are going to start signing up for it because it's in January. Right. And between April and June, I would say I did, I did a fair bit of training. I started do, doing all right. And then in May, I uh, broke my arm. Well, I broke Ooh. my shoulder because I took my daughter ice skating. And yeah. then so I stopped there. Also, there was this thing called a travel ban going on at the time. Uh, so in the yeah. back of my head, I'm thinking, that's never going to happen. And so I didn't train. It healed up. And then I did the Great North Run. After the Great North Run, I started training again. I was like, look, if it happens, I'm going to have to do some training. That was in September. Um, <laughs> in October, I sprained my ankle. <laughs> so I was like, okay, do you know what? In, in October, I'd resign myself to the travel ban's not going to, you know, we're, we're not, it's not going to happen. Anyway, travel ban came up and, and the race happened. But on the flight out, I'm thinking, do you know what? I'm not going to do it, but I'm just going to do as far as I can. Because I hadn't done any training whatsoever. No. Like, like, I hadn't been out for a practice run. Even on <laughs> Christmas Day, I was like, do you know what? I should probably go out for a run. But I was like, 
nah, I'm just going to sit and watch this box set and someone's got me some chocolates. Excellent. So, so I'm on the flight out and in like, like I will tell you, I have never gone further than a half marathon apart from like the walk back to the hotel. So yeah. in my head, I'm like, right. Okay. Once I get to that half marathon stage, I'm in no man's land. I have never gone further than this in my head. So on the flight out, I'm like, do you know what? As long as I do a half marathon, I'm fine. I'm happy. I've done what I set up to achieve. But also I was like, I'm going to have to come back and do this one day. And it's a lot of money and it's a lot of effort. So I'm like, if I can do it, I'm going to try and push myself to do it. So um, I actually, I, I was interviewed about this on another podcast and I don't want to take up too much time on this. But long story short, I did it. Uh, it was the worst experience I've ever done in my life. <laughs> like, ne- I, I will never do it again because uh, I hate running. Um, it was 29 degrees Celsius. It was long. It was a marathon. It was it was hot. Um, it wasn't enjoyable, but we did it. We raised money, and um, yeah, and and now I'm back, and now I'm survived. And you completed it as well. Yes, I did. I, I um, this is an audio podcast, but for those not, I'm wearing a I did it uh, jacket. I've got the Excellent. I did it T-shirt. I've got the I did it phone case. I am letting people know that. Oh yeah. Yeah, I did. I did 40, 46 miles in four days. Yeah, 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 just that. Just want to point it out. Yeah, I don't know if you realise I'm wearing the jacket <laughs> and everything. Yeah, and, and the tattoo is coming soon. We spoke about that. Oh, I mean that—that's commitment. That is getting a tattoo about it as well. Well, it is. It's it's like a bucket list thing. It's the basically the biggest thing I could possibly do other than doing an ultra marathon. And ain't nobody got time to do an ultra marathon training. I've got side project. Yep. Speaking of which. Speaking of which, nice segue. There you go, you see. <laughs> Before we go to the side project, actually, can you tell us a bit about what's been going on with the day job as well? Because, you know, lockdown's affected yeah. everyone big time, right? And I know you've got a lot going on in that space. So the last time we spoke, the side project was uh, Little Warden. And yeah. the day job was, was something different. That has actually changed where... Um, Due to factors uh, related to COVID, the day job is no longer a day job, which means that the little warden is now a day job. Yep. Um, which means that, you know, us, us being people that need, need things to entertain ourselves, we now have a new side project. So uh, L- little warden is on month nine of a three-month redesign. Uh, mm-hmm. It's going well. Uh, we, we're, we're so close, and it looks absolutely amazing. But I'm sure you've had it before where, you know, you're a designer, like you design something for like a part of the system. And as soon as you see that new design, the old one's dead to you. You hate the look of it and you just want that new one. So I've had about four months now of looking at this new design on staging and on development and like just hating the current design. And every time I do like a client demo, I just go through it. I'm like, but it's going to look so much better on the new one, honestly. (laughs) You can't even tease them, I guess, can you? No, no, you can't. But I'm yep. really, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. It's, it's been a bit of a shock, both mentally and financially, because obviously okay. a little one's a little one is earning a lot less. But it gives us a lot more freedom, and, and we're building a little warden now, so we've got a lot more time to dedicate it to it. And once this new design's out of the way, there's so many new features that we, we, we can add and we can push. I'm really, I think next year, if we have this conversation, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing where we'll be because I've got some good plans. Ooh, watch this space, folks. We'll get you back on that one. <laughs> you're our regular mate i've got to get you back for something right yeah yeah that's fine and so the 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 new side project as we were talking about is um oh well if if you've seen the title of this it's called dress circle absolutely being a a let's say a slight fan of disney i'm also a massive fan of theater my money basically goes on going to see shows and going to see disney 
That's that's basically what it is. Like like we moved into my house six years ago. I've only done two rooms because we keep, just keep spending <laughs> all our money going away. And you can see here, like well, you you can see that every one of these pictures behind me is um, a a trip that we've done or something like that because yeah. we it's something that we love. Uh, but theatre is always something that I've 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 loved and I've wanted to share and I've always wanted to have a theatre website just to be a part of it and so. Um, a few years ago, I was on, um, there's a website, and I shouldn't tell it, because if you are anything to do with websites, and you go on a website called Domain Law, this is where they auction off domain names uh, for yeah. .co.uk's, and I spent so much money on that website, and I saw Dress Circle come up, and I was like, I've got to have it, I've got to have, I didn't even have an idea at the time, but I, I, I had to have it, and I won it, and it sat there for a few years, and I'm like, right, but on the other hand, what I've had is I've had people always come up to me and go, what show should I go and see? You know, I, I'm, the, people know me, they know I like theatre. I'm going to London. I've never seen it before. What should I go and see? And so I've always had this list of, and originally it was a Trello list. Well, originally it was a Google bot, but it was a Trello list. And it's every show I've ever seen. Wow. And it's in the order of where it would go, where it goes in my like top 10. Yep. Yeah. And so as soon as we leave a show, Heather and I would just chat and go, Oh, uh, where does that go? Oh, well, it's above Rock of Ages, but it's below this. And, the, and it's a really nice conversation bit about where it goes. And so what I started to do was just send people that list and go, here's my top 10 list. Excellent. And so I was out training, see, training for the run with a friend. And to distract myself, I usually think about projects. And I was like, why don't I just stick that up on Dress Circle? Like just a, just a one sheet, a one page thing of on Dress Circle, here is my list. I was like, yeah, yeah, I could do that. And then as we were running, I was like, or why don't I let other people create their, their list? So I was like, right, what's the easiest thing I can create? And it was basically just you put in your show name and you can drag and drop it, Trello style. Perfect. And so that was how the, the website started, was it was a, an easy way for us to go, here are my favorite shows that I've ever seen, and here's the order. And I was like, well, we could do some cool stuff where if we have lots of users, we can actually say, right, out of all of the users, these are the top 10 shows currently on in London in our database. And we've only got like 40 users at the moment. So whenever somebody uh, joins or adds a show, the list changes quite dramatically. And it's okay. really interesting to see that change as people go along. Yeah. And so we, we, we started to build that. And then we are, what, three, four months into it. And we've added so many other features because we're like, oh, we could do this. Like Calendar, for instance. Calendar's a cool one because... Uh, a lot of theatre that I book is like a year in advance. And yeah. I forget about stuff all the time. So I was like, well, well why don't we just have a calendar? Um, so you book your show, you add it to your calendar, and it creates a calendar feed for you, dedicated to your theatre shows. And it reminds you the day before, and then afterwards it says, how did you like the show? And you can rate stuff like the theatre seat, what's the view like? Um, what was the theatre like? Uh, do you have any comments on that specific performance? Yeah. And all that can build up into a database. Um, and it just sort of like spiraled into we're going to create a, a website where people can add their shows into almost an accidental social network mm. because we now have a discussion board. We now have a feed of your friends' updates to what have they seen, what have they scheduled, and you can comment on there and people are chatting about like, oh, why did you put that show there? Oh, because of this, this, and that. And it's just really, really exciting to see that, that theatre community interact, even with 40 users. So when we officially launch, like, as long as I get, I provide value for people, I'm, I'm really excited about what happens. 
I'm sure. Oh, you've talked through so much there of like where you came from, Sorry. <laughs> where it's got to, and what's coming up. I, I, we're going to have to rewind a little bit, I'm afraid, just to cover. Yeah, yeah not, not, not a problem. But uh, the fact that it came from a personal passion of yours just proves why you went about it. I guess it's a side project. You're going to enjoy it, and you really understand what you're trying to solve here, um, which and something you can do with your wife as well. It's not like a you know a, just a thing on your own. No, and it's it's something I can do with my wife, and a lot of my friend circle have the yeah. same thing. And sort of like last week, we took Scarlett to her first West End show. Yep. It was so delightful for me to be able to share that experience with her and for her to sit through an entire performance. And and it was a jukebox. And the fact that she didn't sing because we've trained her that you don't talk at the theatre, even though there were some <laughs> drunk women behind us who did, and she knows better than that. Brilliant. But yeah, it is, it's very much a, a passion of ours, and it's very much something that, that we want to share. And it's much like the Disney stuff that I want... I want people to have the same love and, and, and joy out of something as I do. So if I yeah. can help you in any way of doing that, if you come to me and say, right, what's the best show on the West End to see right now? I know it's come from away. My website yeah. will tell you it's wicked, but I'm telling you that those people are wrong. And it's not the <laughs> website that's wrong. It's not the algorithm that that's wrong. It's the people. And I can't fix the people, but I can tell you that right now that is the best show to see. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> yes, it is. Absolutely. So, and you also mentioned how you just knocked out a quick proof concept. You know, you you, you were going to do like a one single web page, but you built it instantly yeah, yeah. into like a, a little app. You know, how the hell did you go about that so quickly? Because it was it was out there within weeks, wasn't it? It was just pretty quick. Oh my my my! So my favorite way of knocking out a simple website is I go I go on rapbootstrap.com, I download a Bootstrap template, and then there's a, a website called Site Forty Four, which I love, and it basically has. It hosts a website. It creates a Dropbox folder right. on your on your, on your Dropbox, and you just drop in a flat file HTML, and it synchronizes it to a CDN and puts it up on the website. So you point the domain to it. So you've got instant access to a folder where you can just drop files and files, and and instantly there's a website. Most of my proof of concept things are up there just on that. They're all hosted on Dropbox. So if I do any quick changes, I don't need to worry about Git or FTP or getting a server or anything like that. Literally, it's just flat file stuff. Brilliant. And so that was the original proof of concept. And that was that was up in about an hour. And then I got <laughs> bored of that. And so then we just started a Rails app. And I would say we probably had the proof of concept of the Rails app up in maybe a day or two, like the drag dropping and shows. Where it gets complicated is it's just like there's so many things to uh, a production. There's so many – like what happens if, if – how, how do we manage – um, users adding a show. How do how do we do that? How do we manage them searching a show? And this is the first website in my that I've ever done that has almost been mobile first, because mm. I've always hated mobile first websites. Because at home, I'm on a 27 inch screen, and if and if a site's mobile first, it takes up less than a, a third of the screen. I'm like, you know, but people are using this after the theatre, so I have to think about that. And yep. so that is what's taken the, the, the amount of time. It's not the, the, the technology. The technology in the back end, that can all be done. Nothing, nothing that we do is complicated. Right. But it's, it's that user experience. It's that we have to make it easy and almost fun to mm. add a review, to add a show, and to use the functionality. Nice. So uh, and you mentioned that it's the first mobile-first app. I mean, that's, uh, you know, what we're on years-wise with responsive web is probably about 10, 11 years now. Yeah. And it's the yeah, fact yeah. it's the first time from a user's perspective that's actually mattered. Whereas with all the other yeah. projects, it didn't matter. It's not affected any of your customers at all. Well, no, because I'm so used to building sort of like B2C web apps 
or yeah. B2B web apps where, where you would use them on a computer and you generate reports or you do client work. And to be honest, a few people that have wanted to use Little Warden on mobile, I just, I just are, you, are you an idiot? Like, are you crazy? Like, you can't, you just can't. I think I've said that before. <laughs> why, would you, why would you want to do that? It doesn't make sense. But, but actually, the new, the new Little Warden is mobile friendly, but we'll, the new design, just Absolutely. to go back to that. But, but yeah, so the, it's been an experience for me to just to, to focus on right. So if, if, if the person has just left the theatre and they're excited about it and they want to get up, how do we make it as easy as we can just yeah. for them to put their thought onto the website? And playful, as you mentioned as well. You want it to be fun. It's, it's meant to be a fun experience anyway, the whole thing. Yeah, there's, there's actually um, some of them we're working on right now, which is um, uh, they're inspired by Reddit trophies. And so mm-hmm. we're looking at like rewarding users for like for like, doing stuff. So we've got like helpful and they're, they're badges, but I'm calling them tickets. And so because what I didn't realize is just how many people would like jump on this. And they, the users have had so many feature requests, like like with the calendar, We've seen people. I've seen one show eight times because I really, really like it. Yep. But people have got me beat by lots. So I was like, right, well, how can we? How can we show that? Because if there's one thing theatre people love to do, it's show off that they've seen the show <laughs> or they're the most passionate. So we introduced a, a top fan for each show. So oh. um, and there's a little bit of an algorithm to do with that. It's not if you've just seen it the most, but there are. We're building a point system where if you help people, like. Each show has a discussion area. If you reply and you continue, you get points and you become the top fan. And I was thinking like the Foursquare Mayor sort of thing. Yeah. That's what inspired me with that. But also we've got like um, the badges sort of thing where, um, and you can unlock them. So this user has, has got the gold because they've seen 50 different shows. This user has seen 100 shows, so they've got the platinum. And it comes up on their profile. So there's something that they, they sort of like want to show off and want to share. And so we've we, we built all that system and, and we're getting, we've, we've got like 200 badges at the moment that you can, that you can unlock. So sh- seeing a show in preview weeks and it's things that theatre fans, and it's really nice tackling down to a specific niche because you can get quite technical with the rewards that you give. Whereas if I was targeting Joe Public, then they wouldn't actually, you know, what is previews week? What is, you know, but like we've got a badge for, you've seen the same show on the West End and on tour. You know, mm-hmm. and and not many people. You know, there's there's a lot of theatre nerds that are going to do that, but <laughs> and it's a badge of honour to some people. Totally. For the the musical six, I know people that have tried to see every Queen, even all the alternates around. So they followed them around, right. and it's like, how can we reward that? And how can we we give them something to say? I've done that, and they can point it out. I think that's interesting. How did you find the audiences, though? Like, how did you roll the the website out to these people? Have you got communities that you're already involved with, or something? Well, at the moment, we haven't. At the moment, literally, we just have we have about forty users, and I posted on Facebook with, "Hey, um, I need some people who like theatre, and um, can you comment on this?" And I got about two hundred responses, and I'm mm-hmm. adding a few people every day because okay. I don't want to overwhelm it. Like, with I want to be able to manage feedback and manage them. And I would say for every 10 people that I add, maybe two people will join the website. Right. And then one of them will add their, their shows. And when they do, they've got some good feedback and they come on for it. Right now, uh, we are adding probably the biggest change. And this is the thing. This is how a small side project can just grow. Is yeah. like, well, it'd be really good if we could add a cast to the database so you could see who's actually on. And then you could follow the cast member. Right. You know, are they on at this one? I'll go and see them there. But do you know how many cast... Like, Wicked has, like, 45 cast members. 
And so, so on top of that, I'm like, all right, now it's too big for me to manage. So yeah. we're just right now building a user-generated content bit where people mm-hmm. can suggest um, cast, they can suggest shows, and they can suggest revisions for everything. And okay. from there, they get points. And then with, if they suggest revisions for a specific show, they become the mayor of that show if they get the more points. And so we're rewarding people for giving that. And nobody might use it. They might not use it all. It might just still be me. But you know what? I, th- I think we can, I think what's the harm in trying? Good shout. There's always, a, there's no point in holding back. Just give something a go and try it out. See what works. Exactly. If you need help with your side project, either for inspiration, support, or just general feedback, remember to join our On The Side community on Slack. There are a number of previous guests from the podcast in there, including Sam Hardacre, Mike Street, Dom Hodgson, and Mark Lismore. Pop on over to ontheside.network, which will take you straight through to registration, and I'll see you in there. It does sound very foursquare in that sense. In fact, it's back in the day of the Web 2.0 move and checking into locations, but... The fact that you're rewarding yeah. contributions as well as sort of just activity as well. Yeah, and like, don't get me wrong, like, I, I don't have much of a budget for this, but I really want to do stuff like give away tickets to people and, like, you know, actually actually have physical rewards as well, like some merchandise that we send out to people because mm. it's not that expensive to get merchandise made and just to send it out. I mean, and that's, that's what I want to do. I want to be able to – I want to build a community of this, and I think there isn't a good theatre social network that I've seen of – and there's and there's there's actually nothing to do what I want to do with with dress circle. That's perfect. Yeah. So I just need to the, the next the next thing is you are 100 percent right. How do I seed it out? I don't. I'm not part of a lot of theatre communities. A lot of theatres follow me on Twitter because I've just annoyed them with stuff. But <laughs> but that's going to be the next stage. And part of that is the gamification. Is the can we make it social? So when you add a show, we're going to generate an Instagram. Um, image and a Facebook image which says I've just added this show to this and it splits between here and here and it links back to your profile and that's how we want to sort of get them in so sort of virally share it out rather than pushing it big time yeah and then search traffic as well we're gaining search traffic which is great um, for for a very small site we're we're ranking for for some stuff not a lot of long tail stuff and again that's where the cast stuff comes in because it gives us more bits to come into it because you know we can rank for a cast member in this show which people will search for come into dress circle and go oh this looks interesting that's that's i like the organic approach of trying that you know be using the people in there because they might become active users themselves anyway as cast members right that, that is the hope and what i really want to know is if a cast member signs up is the, is their number one show the show that they're in and then when they move to another show, do they move the show that they're in, or or is it what they've seen? Like I really want, to, I really want to see that. It'd be wonderful <laughs> to see that. You, you reminded me of a little project I tried recently. It was about comedy podcasts, and I, I think I tweeted out, you know, they, they listen to this podcast with this person. They joined the Slack community just to see what was going on. There was no real com- conversation or any interaction, but the fact they were curious, like yeah, really yeah. interesting, and I think. Again, you can just tap into a niche and go, I miss a community of comedy podcasts. There's nothing out there. I want to spin something up, something that I know quite well, Slack for my instance, but you've gone full board with your own baby. Yeah, you do love a Slack. You love a Slack and I love a website. That's the difference. Yes. I mean, I've moved on from web. I'm going to Slacks now. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, but I, I like the idea of just kind of getting that 
community involved, not just the, the consumers, but the actual cast members, as you say, the actors, the, the theatres. That's, that's probably going to be the really fun part for you. Yeah, and, and and so I am. My next thing is once the new designs, because I'm trying to sort of keep it private until the new design. Because the new design, the design looked horrible at the moment. It's literally just Bootstrap slapped together. And for people that don't know about Bootstrap, they're like, "Oh, this is nice." But for anybody that works in web, which is most of my friends, they're like, "Oh, come on, go put some effort into it." And so it's almost embarrassing at the moment. But there's that thing where if you're not embarrassed by your first version, you've, you've waited too long. And so <laughs> that's why I wanted to get that that feedback and get get it launched. But slowly slowly yeah and like my whole thing's been like to the, the when the new design comes when the new design comes but but yeah then i can contact theaters and go look how could i provide value to you mm. because one of the one of the features that we added was um a wish list so you can you can go on to a show say i've not seen it but i want to see it and then wish list it and then if we add it to the database and any theater we'll tell you which theaters are nearby near you that are showing that show Wow, nice. And so there's a there's a there's a value add there to the theatres where we've got an audience that want to see a specific show, so we'll tell you when it is. Okay, that's interesting. And uh, so is that your way of kind of getting that partnership together with the theatres and sort of try to give it a bit more longevity? Yeah, I mean it's 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 one of the options. And and mm. but what I want to do is just go right. Okay, how can I add value to you? What what mm. are you looking for? Because most of the theatre websites are terrible. Like most. most of the production websites are terrible, yeah. and and what what what's really interesting is finding finding tour information from like two or three years ago, because what tends to happen is let's say let's say I've got a company and I want to do a legally blonde tour, I have to go to the people that own legally blonde and say right I want to license the production and they'll do all that, but you don't get any of the marketing assets, so you yeah. don't get a website, you don't get a Twitter account, you don't get a Facebook. So every tour has to start that from scratch. Right. And so you just see, like, um, right now, what, what there's a Car- Carol King, the Beautiful musical. They're, all their Facebook and all their website that's ranking is from a tour from two years ago. Right. But there's a tour going on now that has no social presence at all. Wow. And it's like, you know, this is 101 stuff. So this is where, like, our website being like a single source of truth yeah. will, will come, into, to come into add value to that. I mean, you're talking not long-term, but next-level stuff, right? At the moment, you're just trying to get the grassroots in, get people using it, and see what data yeah. comes out of it, right? Oh, yeah, 100%. And, and the focus is always going to be on that user experience of them adding their shows and putting them in an order and then taking the piss out of each other's order. Like, <laughs> you know, the amount of my friends, I'm like, I can't believe you like that show. That show is the worst show I've ever seen, you know? <laughs> and and, and but that's a conversation point, and it's something that... Theatre people are passionate about. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't do theatre enough. I think lockdown's not helped matters at all, but I do miss that, that the fun day out part of it, you know, getting the kids dressed up and they get all excited around going to a show, seeing people in person. It's such a different experience to just a cinema or, you know, a little trip. Yeah, and and, and that's and that's so it's quite funny that for me, theatre used to be like just get dressed up and do that. Now I'll just go in like this, my jogging bottoms <laughs> and a shirt because like I'll do if I if I can, like I've done I've done five shows in a weekend in London before, and like you know and just just from show to show to show, and I I love like the stereotypes like I love like I always call it half time instead of the interval. Just because yeah. because people will point to actually it's the interval. I'm like I have seen way more shows than you. I'll call it what I want, and it's just like <laughs> uh, and I just 
How long is Rogan Heather have got? Yeah, it's half time. Yeah. <laughs> and it annoys so many people. I'll bet it does. Oh. But yes, theatre is is something it's it's something very beautiful, but also very finite. And I think that's one of the things what pushed me to do this website is I hate things ending. And I and I hate I hate the fact that I could see a show and it's it's meant something to me, but that show's only got a two week run. And then that show will be over and everybody will move on and that it'll almost be forgotten. Yeah. And those those shows I remember like I've seen shows where like the first come from away blew me away so much, and that cast was absolutely phenomenal. And that cast has changed now, and so that 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 will never happen again, which is something it is incredible about theatre. But I, I also it's, it's a little bit upsetting that nobody else will experience that again. Mm. Which is why I am I'm really excited about this push to filming theatre now, the streaming stuff. So the Hamiltons, the come from aways, and Prince yeah. of Egypt and Waitress have been filmed as well, and they're going to be really same with Aladdin. And because you, you capture it, he doesn't have the same experience, but you can relive it and you can, it's something that's kept there forever. Yeah, it's a good shout. I remember when Hamilton came on Disney Plus, because I think they pushed it, didn't they, hard at the time to go, right, we need to launch Disney Plus, and then we want to get this out. And I remember messaging you about it going, is it worth watching? Because I know you're a big fan. You're like, it's good enough. Just do it. Just experience the, yeah, the, yeah. the cast. Yeah, exactly. Because that, that is, I think, apart from one uh, actor, that's the original Broadway cast. Yeah, and it, it is um, same with Apple TV. Apple TV have come from away, and that is the original Broadway cast, and it is phenomenal. I definitely recommend you watching that next. Okay. And we, and we will see more and more of this because musical theatre has such a longevity, especially out of all the things musical theatre, because people get in the songs and they like it's mm. always on in our car, even shows that we haven't seen in ten, fifteen years, and it has a longevity where the revivals are just constant. So if you can cool. have a theatre copy where you pay you pay uh, for one you know you pay through a theatre you get all the stuff out you record it bish bash bosh done job done there's, there's something in that for the for the streaming providers totally it makes it more accessible for me you know it's, it's you don't have to be able to go to London or the big cities to watch a show you can just plug in your TV pay a few quid and see it yourself yeah it is and that that is the thing like to see it, it is it is expensive it is like you know, unless you can, unless you've got the time to dedicate to getting rush tickets, or to going to um, a specific day, a specific time, I like. I'm a bit. I'm, I'm a bit too old now to sit in the really, really cheap seats, and also <laughs> I'm a bit too. I'm, I'm a bit too egotistical. I'm not sitting there. I want to. I'm paying to go. I want a good. Not seat. with the muggles. <laughs> <laughs> but like when I go to London for work, I see a lot of theatre on my own. So literally, I'm quite lucky in the fact that I can go. Oh, I'll just sit there. That's fine. Nice. And I've got some good deals like that, but it is it is expensive, and it hasn't got cheaper with no. with lockdown and everything like that because everyone's trying to just oh we'll just add a couple more quid onto it, and yeah. uh, we'll try and regain some of that money. They they have to, we get it, but it, I think the streaming option has been fantastic just to give it a bit more you know opportunities for people to watch. Yeah, and I I, I, I we will see that we will see that increase. There's, there's no doubt about it. They Disney did so well on it. I mean, they partly bought Hamilton to lock in Lin Manuel, and he's done all right for them, hasn't he? He's, he's done all right with them songs. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> that, the, the song that everybody's singing right now. I think I think they might have heard oh, somebody talk about Hamilton. I'm not going on to that Encanto <laughs> one, Jesus. <laughs> um, just interesting though. Does Dress Circle support the sort of idea of like remote, you know, streaming theatre, or yeah. is it all on site? No, no, stuff? no. So. So this is one of the things that we've had is like what 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 
number one is the big questions we've got is what constitutes a show on Dress Circle and what constitutes viewing it. Now, for me, as long as it is a legally released version yes. of the thing, uh, we won't get into the whole bootlegs thing and, <laughs> and viewing that. We're not, we're not getting into that on this podcast. But as long as it's a legally released, I, I'm completely fine. For instance, uh, Netflix did Diana the Musical. Yep. And honestly, if you've not seen it, it is so cringeworthy. It is amazing. <laughs> and they actually, they actually released it before it went on Broadway. Um, oh, okay. And it closed in Broadway in like a month. It did not do well at all. Bummer. But it's it's worth watching completely. And if you if you've seen that on if you've seen that on Netflix, I consider that a watch. I consider that you viewed it. Yeah. So that's fine. So I, I don't discriminate. And we also have a list of all of the productions that are on digital at the moment. Right. Okay. So that's you cool. can actually see them, which so is I can pretty go cool. Find some myself as well. Yeah, and the, the, there are ones which you can like either stream for free or you can buy. On Amazon, like Funny Girl with Sheridan Smith. Okay. Cool. What, what what we don't consider a show is like a film version of that musical, like Rock of Ages or Everybody's Talking About Jamie. So oh. they are they aren't. It has to be an actual stage production of it, like the Gypsy one that was released. As for what constitutes a show on this, so this has been this has actually been one of the arguments I've had with one of the users because she added Adam K. Uh, Adam K. did like a one man show about his his medical stuff. Right. Okay. And I was like. To me, that's not a show. To me, that is almost like a comedy thing. It's like a stand-up. Right, yeah. And I don't want to get into that because later down the line, we've got we've got plans that we can just actually use the data set that we've got and build a music dot for bands. So you can use mm. the same thing that you've got for that, but for bands or for comedians. So you can actually use the same database. But I think if we start adding comedy into this, it'll just get too much. Yeah, they're two different markets as well, right? I think there is overlap, don't be wrong, but they are two different yeah. audiences generally. And for me, it has to be like, it has to be one person on stage playing somebody else. They have okay. to be playing a character. It can't just be telling stories about even made-up ones. They have to be playing a character. There has to be some, I don't know, make-believe in there. I don't, okay. I don't, and this is, so this is the conversation that we're having on one of our Facebook groups. Is like, what constitutes a show? What do you think? And a lot of the users are, are disagreeing with me, and a lot of the users are wrong. But that is the fun <laughs> about being in charge of the website. You can disagree with me. I, I beg to differ, but thanks for your input. <laughs> <laughs> your call is very important to us. <laughs> Just on hold. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, the fact that you've got people talking to you about this, this is great because this is real content you can really think about and go, Actually, maybe you are right. Probably not, by the sound of it. But oh, you, can, you can take you it on board. That. <laughs> um, but no, seriously, it has been. It's been a big conundrum. Like when, 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 when she pointed out, I was like, "Do you know what? Yeah, you're right." But actually, I was like, "Do you know what? You are." But I think that's a different website. And I think part of having a side project and having a niche is you've got to resist the urge to just branch out into this and oh, if we just add this and oh, if we just add this, you just you you can spread yourself too thin, and then you end up taking on too much. And everything that we've done, we've added a lot of features, but everything that we've done has been so positioned towards adding to the theatre experience and adding to going to see a show. I think adding another genre of comedy or music, it, it, it wouldn't work. No, and you're losing the passion because that's what you're doing it for. It's, you're focusing on what you enjoy, not what other people enjoy. Yeah, I, I, think, I think when you're trying to build a community, and again, I don't know. I'm, this is just what I think. I think if, if you have a website that's purely focused on theatre or musicals or plays around mm. that niche, people are more interested in it rather than just going to see something as a whole, night out mm. or entertainment. 
you know, entertainment's a huge category, but they're more mm. likely to get involved and to become a part of that community if it's solely based around them with features around them and names. Yeah, it sounds like you've really got a captive audience here you want to tap into and sort of grow it now. You know, like you say, you're not even officially launched yet, have you? you, you when's that going to No, happen? so, I mean, like, this podcast is a little bit premature, but you know, know what? We're, we're, we're going to do it. <laughs> That's cool. We're holding you accountable, though. That's why I like to do this sort of stuff. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, so, have you got a timeline in, plan, in, in your mind, or are you just sort of when it's ready? For me, probably at the end of this month, I would like to have it up and running. With, with with the features, so I'm looking at my feature list now. We have about 20 features we need to add, okay. um, and some of them are 20 second code changes. Some of them are like two or three days. The biggest thing we've got around now is around making sure that the users can submit changes that they want, and we've got a revision system. It almost feels like I'm rebuilding Wikipedia, but in a more structured way, because I want people to be able to say, oh, actually, do you know what? I think it's like this. I think it's like that. And same thing with venues. I want venues to be able to tweak the information that we've got about them and yeah. submit that to us, and we go, yeah, that's fine, that's fine, that's fine. Sounds ideal. Um, you mentioned finding the time as well. How do you fit this in with all the little warden stuff? Is it a bit of a mishmash, or do you segment time in your day? How, how do you make it work? Oh, we just don't sleep. Um, no, that's a good idea. Um, <laughs> we, we we sort of like flip in between. So like daytimes tend to be little warden time, and then we have family time, and then after that we tend to do either Christmas lights or we do dress circle, and we tend to do okay. evening stuff. So it's it's a joint effort with your, the missus at night, and you can just sort of relax with it while you're doing it. So what tends to happen is, and this has happened with every single thing I've ever done is I tend to start to build something as a, as a prototype, and I tend to get something out there, like I did with Dress Circle. And then after a, a, a few days, Heather goes, no, you're doing that wrong. And she sort of takes over some bits. And then what will happen is, and this happened, right, is I will go to bed, because I go to bed a bit earlier than Heather, yeah. and I'll wake up, and I'll, I'll be typing something, and then I'll do a Git push. And I'll go, oh, you can't do that, because there's already stuff in the, 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 the Git repo you need to pull. And I'm like, What? And then while I'm in bed, she'll have just changed like half my code because it, like it's not it's not nice, it's not right. Oh, you need to do this. You've just copied and pasted that, and she's just like, and <laughs> she does this every time. I love it. <laughs> I appreciate it because she's she's a much better developer than me. She's a much better coder. But then she writes code that I don't understand, and then <laughs> and I think it's her way of like, oh, he needs me now, so like I, I, I need to go to her and go. You know that code you're Yeah. What does it do? I don't understand. I feel like this, but without code with my life and my part, my wife. <laughs> I come up with an idea. She does it properly, and I'm like, well, I don't know what you've done now. This is too complicated. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of that as well. You just do but, it in GitHub instead. But yeah, I am, I'm so lucky to have such um, well, such an amazing family, but also a supportive wife that is willing to, yeah. like, you know, go, go with me on these journeys and, and share this sort of stuff. And there's so many people go, I don't know how you work with your wife. I don't know how you do that. I was like, I don't know how I don't. I don't know how people don't because, like, we have, we've worked together for, over, like, probably 10, over 10 years now. Wow. Like, nice. you know, a lot on, on projects and yeah, yeah, yeah. over six years full-time working together, like, in the same room. It does, you know, I've said this before, it does, the conversation at the end of the day uh, is a bit lacking. We ran out of stuff to talk about six years ago. Like, how was work, love? You were there. Oh, <laughs> yeah. okay then. What have you been up to? You can see what the check-ins. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, but I, I wouldn't have it any other way. 
I'm sure she would. So, so let's not interview her. <laughs> I'll ask her next time. <laughs> no, no, I'm afraid she's busy. She's got prior media engagements, mate. <laughs> she's going to do some proper code. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all seriousness, you know, how do you find that quality time with the families? You mentioned you get some time with, you know, the little one in between projects. Do you do anything else like the weekends and stuff like that? Oh, our, our weekends are constant. We, we, we tend not to, like, all of our weekends tend to be um, going out because for me, family time has always been like, we, we, we look. So pre pandemic, we, we rarely cooked in our house because. Because what happens is Scout goes to a childminder. So we yeah. drop her off at 8 o'clock in the morning. Um, so one of us gets up at 7, gets her all ready. The other one has a little bit of a lie-in, and we take that in turns. And then she goes to the childminder, and then we pick her up at 5 o'clock, which means that we've got all day from sort of like 8 till 5 to do work. And then when we pick her up, we just want to spend some time with her. So we normally go out to eat somewhere. We go and do something pretty much every night as a family. And then she'd come back in bed for half past 7. And then Heather and I would either watch something, play something, or, or while we're watching something, we're, we're usually doing work while we watch something. Nice. So, I mean, there's, there's this thing where, where, where I watched The Departed once, and, um, like, I, I, I'm, I'm just working on it, and I'm like, I didn't realise there was two main characters, and I did not understand the film at all. <laughs> and I'm like, because I'm just, just, just working, I was like, right, so some films I'm going to have to concentrate on. But 90% of the time when we're, work, when, we're, when we're just watching TV, we've just got a laptop open and we're just, you know, just doing something. We do, we, do, we do do things outside of work. But, yeah, weekends tend to be, like, so this weekend we are going to a farm. We're going to we're going to breakfast with Heather's parents. Uh, we're off to Meadow Hall with another friend. We don't tend to do work during the day on a weekend. That right. tends to be, like, pure family time, pure what can we do, what can we That's enjoy. Nice, nice healthy balance then. You, you, you worked out how to enjoy each other properly away from screens yeah and, and don't get me wrong i don't think we do it yeah away from screens but she does have an ipad and a switch so she does ignore us when we're, <laughs> when, 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 when we're traveling but i don't think i don't think we're perfect day but we we try we we just we appreciate that the time that we have and that's, yeah. that's one of the reasons why the the holidays are so important to us and something that we focus on because we don't we tend to take laptops and ipads for when things break but mm. during the day we, we we check in on the morning when we get up and we check in on the night. But during the day, it's basically no screen time, no work time. Um, I'm I wouldn't say I'm banned from talking about work, but we're in, we're we're in a queue, and if I start bringing it up, she just gives me that look. You um, know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the look, <laughs> cool man. Right. So, any advice or tips for anyone who fancies building their own little social network? I mean, I've mentioned one that I've tried. How would you go about doing it? How would you recommend anyone try it? Yeah, I mean, all this advice has been given on the fact that I haven't launched yet, but um, build something that you build something that you love, and build something that you already have some friends that love it, so they can give yeah. you some feedback. Like that has been amazing for me. You 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 need to provide some value. That is always yeah. the number one thing. It's like for me, the value that I'm providing is is number one, a little bit of an ego boost with like the top mm. thing, but also people want that social page of this is like every 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 person that i've seen that has used the website has gone they've gone back in three days later gone, i forgot i'd seen this i forgot i've seen this and so yes. it's their one source of truth for the for the theater yep. and so you're providing value there i would also say have a look at your future plans so one of the downsides of um launching this on dresscircle.co.uk is that it's very much a uk-based thing so if i wanted to launch in america um, mm. I'd need to find another name. 
DressCircle.com has been bought, and I've, and I've spoken to the person that is selling it, but uh, has it, but they don't want to sell it. So, you know, I have to think about either another name for a U.S. brand, or I need to to not launch in the U.S. And I'd like to launch in the U.S. I'd like to I'd like to shift this. So have a think about a name specifically, and have a think about stuff that you want to do. Have a think about how you're going to get it out there. Like, are you gonna? How are you going to get into the audience that you want? Like with the comedy podcasts. Mm. Like, what is the need for people to to for the comedy podcast? Is it a is it a search thing? So if it's a search thing, you know, you need a list of all the comedy podcasts. Yeah. And that, then you can discuss them. That's that's that, that's one thing I failed with on the comedy podcast thing was I didn't have that infinite list or the definitive list, sorry. And yeah, it's just got a small snapshot of the ones I like to listen to. But the idea was other people can contribute their suggestions and then start linking it together and become more discoverable. And, that, and yeah, that's yeah. why for me, Slack made sense because you could hashtag it into channels. You can, I don't know, invite people along to be part of those conversations hook in the RSS feeds that could automatically populate the content, which was a nice little win. But yeah, it, it's just something I, I, like you, it's playing in my background and my mind. I'll dip into that every now and then to see what works. But at the moment, it's just a bit of fun. Yeah, and, that, and, that, and, and don't get me wrong. I'm not expecting to make a million pound with Dress Circle. I've got some <laughs> yeah. ideas on revenue. I've got some ideas on monetization. And some of them are already implemented. But it is a bit of fun and it's a need that I have. So even if I'm the only one using it, I'd be a little bit disappointed, but I'll get value out of it. Yeah, and that's that's the best part, right? As long as you're yeah. enjoying it and feeling the value, that's all that matters. Yeah, but if you are listening to this, use it, because it'll make me happier. That's my final point. Any call to action? Yeah, so uh, give me a uk. Um, if you want to chat to me about it, I am at The Hodge on Twitter and UK Dave Dad on Instagram. I, I, would love to, I would love to have more followers, because I'm not as popular as I used to be. Uh, but uh, dresscircle.co.uk. There's also a dress circle in a circle on Facebook. If you look at that group and join in, you can have some chats with us about future development. That's nice. I like the wordplay there in the circle. That's cool. There you go. I'm, sometimes I have those moments. <laughs> they work. <laughs> Good yeah. stuff, Tom. Thank you very much, Si. Honestly, I, I love this podcast and I love being on it. So thank you very much. I, I love you coming along and I'm sure you'll be back in a year's time as well with a new thing. So keep in I'm, touch. I'm sure. <laughs> Oh no, my wife says no more of new, new things. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> All right, see you soon, Dom. It's always a pleasure to have Dom on the podcast, and I think you'll agree he's got an exciting time ahead with Dress Circle. Make sure you check it out at dresscircle.co.uk and reach out to him directly on Twitter as at The Hodge. All the details will also be available in the show notes. That concludes season eight of Make Life Work. I'd like to thank all the guests we've had this time, Dustin Miller, Andy Yates, Shannon Almeida, Simon Scarf, and obviously Dom Hodgson. Listen back to them if you haven't already, and let me know if you'd like to join the conversation for season nine later in the year in a few months' time. If you enjoyed the show, make sure you like and review in your favourite podcast app. It helps us to know who's listening and lets others discover us. You can reach out to us on the Twitter, Instagram and Facebook as at MakeLifeWorkPod. You can email hello at MakeLifeWorkPodcast.com. We check every single email and find all the details and show notes and archives on our website. Until next time, I've been Cy Jobling and this is the Make Life Work Podcast.